Hello, hello. Welcome back to the story behind the story. This is your everything you need to know about how female authors are writing, publishing, marketing their books. I'm Sierra Melker, founder of Red Thread Publishing, and today we are joined by Sharika Swaby. Are you in Jamaica, my dear? Yes, I am in so Jamaica, cool. actually. That's so great. Go ahead and introduce yourself because I know you know you better than I know you. So just like the the quick, who are you in a blurb? Okay, so I am Shari Kaswebi, as you said. I am a belief and alignment coach, about to be published author. I'm also a YouTuber and your future world-renowned speaker and thought leader. <laughs> I also intend to, to have multiple best-selling books. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, yep, essentially that is me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So often um, when women introduce themselves, they sort of hold back and then, you know, it's only after six or nine months, they're like, oh yeah, so I have a PhD. I'm like, oh my God, you never said this. Da, da, da. But I love the way that you just pre pronounced, pre presented yourself to us of like, I am here and I am going higher. I love it. So I'm so glad that you're with us. I, I am all about speaking things into existence here. So yeah. Hallelujah. All right. Um, so Sharika and I met through conversation about books and publishing, and you're right in this process of a book is coming out soon, and I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about that book, um, and then we're going to talk about sort of the deci decisions we all have to make as authors. How do we get, once we have this idea and once we have a manuscript, there's several choices Maybe it feels like lots of choices, but there's a couple choices and then more choices and then more choices. So we're going to talk through that a little bit. Before we get to that, just tell us a little bit about this first book that's coming out. Obviously not your last, but the first one that's coming out. Right. So um, this book was born out of the journey of finding myself and putting myself here, really. So years ago, I started to reflect on my life and realized that it wasn't what I wanted to be, wanted it to be. So I went searching and I came across personal development, self-development and all of that stuff. And I dived in, I really dived in and I kept diving in. But one thing I found was that a lot of people were showing me their end results or they would give you one or two steps in a process, but not a lot of people was giving you the information that you need to begin. If you are at a place where things are not so good, where do you start? And I found that that was lacking and my YouTube channel was created with the same um, method in mind where do you begin, right? Because when I got into self-development, there was a lot of law of attraction stuff, which is good. But people don't tell you that in order for, for law of attraction to work, you need to work on yourself first and not just 
the affirmations and not just the journaling, but you really need to clean up your heart and your spirit and your body. So no one tells you these things. So the book that I, uh, what I wrote um, was really to get people to start from the beginning. Because when you start at the top and it's not working, it's frustrating and you, you start to wonder what you're doing wrong or if you're not worthy and stuff like that. So. I created this process based on what I learned going through um, different, different things over the years, going through a mentor myself and so on. So this process, once you go through this process, it's guaranteed to take to level you up. And it all depends on the amount of effort that you put in, the amount of commitment as well. Well, and I love that because I think once someone's been on a journey like that, then they're writing from the space that they're in, right? And they forget where they were, but like once it works, you know, um, I used to be a high school teacher and I ended up teaching chemistry, which is something I never studied in high school. I just need to be clear about this. I had never taken a chemistry class, not a one. And I ended up teaching chemistry. Um, replacing a friend of mine who substitute teaching. So I had to learn chemistry like overnight. I didn't learn all of it. I just needed to know what I needed to know tomorrow. But when I got there to teach chemistry to these kids who also didn't know chemistry, I was able to explain it to them because I was just, I was right where they were. And when, you know, the, the chemistry teacher who just knew everything had forgotten how to explain it from the beginning in the simplest steps. And I, th- I agree with you, there's a lot of personal development stuff out there for the graduates, right? But not for the, the people who, who need to get in. So I'm so glad that you're adding to and, and providing tools for people who, who are at the, a different part of the journey because you can't get up here without something at the beginning. So I'm so glad and I'm really looking forward to what you're bringing out. Yep, definitely. And a thing about sometimes people hustle their way to the top and find that they come back to the bottom. And it's that inner work, that emptying out, that cleaning out, that they missed that part. So you know you got there with all the struggle because you missed that step. You're going to have to go back. Oh, yeah. No, struggle is the way. We don't want it to be, we'll buy anything that will sell us a product and in a way that says, I can get you here without the pain and the suffering. And we're like, I want it. But yeah, that's not how you get there. You get yeah. to do it again later. It's, it's a hard marketing thing to tell somebody like, oh, I have something that lets you do all of the painful, sad, hard work. Would you like it? But it is, it's the most efficient way. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's hard to um, so you have, you've done the writing work, you've done the heart work, you've done your own work, you've created a manuscript, and now, and this is what our previous conversations have been about, you have some choices. You can, you want to get this thing that you've created into the hands of the people who need it, so that you can support them um, and help them on their journey, because there are so many people who need what's been missing from the story right? Yeah. So your choices are, what are your choices with getting your manuscript out into the world? Well, I've, I've looked into, um, I've done some research, not a lot, but um, there is going through a publishing 
and then there is self-publishing. So those are the choices that I know that I have. I don't know if there are others. Um, and it sounds like my house is under construction. It's just that there's other people around. So we are still living in the world and I'm not in a recording studio. I'm still just a human. So we're just going to work with that. Um, so when I, I go over this with people who are, you know, every, every author is in the same position at least once. There are three main choices. Um, what's called traditional publishing, where you basically need to get an agent who then tries to get you a contract with a traditional publishing house. Maybe they give you um, a little bit of money up front, but maybe they don't, but you, essentially you sell them your material, they own it, and then they pay to have it out, but they also get to decide what your cover looks like and everything about it because now they own it and they decide. They then give you five to maybe if you on a sweet, sweet, sweet deal, eventually 15% of the profits. It's a low little thing, but they're putting all the money up front. They're doing all the things. Um, and if you're lucky, they will have bought it for a small chunk of money. You're not, where none of us are JK Rowling, only JK Rowling is JK Rowling. And maybe she gets, you know, a sizable chunk for a manuscript. Um, so that's traditional publishing. Getting an agent's hard, getting a publishing deal is hard. Not to say it's impossible. I highly encourage going that route if anybody wants to. Um, Self-publishing is certainly has taken off in the last 15 years or more. Um, Amazon makes it really easy. There's a couple of other publishing, printing and distribution outlets. Amazon being probably the most well-known. Um, Amazon, if you publish with Amazon, they are your marketplace. You can't then have your books in the library or a bookstore because unless the bookstore buys from Amazon, but Amazon basically owns the right to produce your book. Um, it is free to put your book up on Amazon. And so a lot of people are tempted to do that and they think that self-publishing is then free. And it is, but you've already had a cover designed for you and it's great, right? But I don't know if that was a contract or a friend or somebody in your family, but a cover design costs money. Editing a manuscript costs money. Um, formatting a manuscript costs money. And so self-publishing, I self-published my first two books. I absolutely chose not to go to the, the traditional route, not to go through the hybrid route, and I was like, I'm going to learn how to do this. I am going, and it was all I did. I studied, I devoted, I stopped working. I studied publishing. I studied how to position a book so that it would, so that it had a, a chance of being a bestseller. And both of my books hit bestseller status when they first come, came out. Um, I studied all of the background and like learned the formatting software. And I hired a friend to be an editor because there's a lot of things I can learn, but I, punctuation is not one of them. And so I knew that I had to pay other people right. to do some of that stuff for me. Um, and so each of my books, even though I self-published, I hired a designer and I hired an, um, an editor and a proofreader. Um, 
each of my books cost it like $3,500 or more to, to self-publish. Um, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to save the money and they're going to do their own editing. And that's an option. Um, but when you read a book and you see those typos, I don't, maybe I'm just an asshole, but when I'm reading a book and I see a real, like a misspelled word or something, that's just a really obvious typo. Part of me is like, Oh, Oh, this didn't get the attention that it deserves this. And then immediately, and I know that this is true for me. And I think it's probably true for more people. They immediately begin to doubt the validity of everything that's being said in the book. And as an author, I think that's a disservice to the reader. Personally, I, I don't want to give them any reason to say, no, I think I'm just going to not take any of this really good advice to heart because there's a typo, right? But that's one of the things that happens. Um, And when we're thinking, I mean, this podcast is for authors. And so one of the things that we do as authors and why we write books is to establish ourselves as a credible authority, a source people will turn to and we're, humans are so petty. <laughs> if, if there's something wrong with a manuscript, we will then like disregard the whole human. And it's absolutely not true. I am dyslexic. I have typos everywhere. Doesn't mean I don't have something valid to offer. But when it comes to making that choice and seeing someone it, as, a, as a position of authority, we either do it really well or we do it sort of well, yeah. right? And so when I'm advising authors, this is not to say you have to spend a lot of money for this, but you should be paying attention to these details because if you put a book out with the intention of having that help build your authority and your expert positioning, but you skipped a step, it can backfire and we don't want it to backfire. Um, so, so that's why I spent, that's why I spent the money on the cover design. Yes, you could probably design a cover on Canva for free, right? And yes, you can get your mom to edit your manuscript um, and, and anyone can upload anything on Amazon. Anyone listening to this podcast could publish on Amazon today if they wanted to. It is on some level so simple and on another level so complex. Um, the reason I opened Red Thread Publishing is the third option is because I want to give people the expertise without having to quit their jobs and become professional editors, graphic designers, formatters, and all of the stuff that goes into a book to help support them to get their book out. And then they get 100% of the profits instead of 10, 5. I, I was offered a publishing contract no money up front and 4% of the profits. And I will be upfront and honest with anybody and everybody. You do not make a lot of money from selling books. The book sales is not where authors can make their money because if you sell a book on Amazon, you get 30% of the profits, right? right? That's an ebook, 30% of the profits. 
So if the book's 99 cents, I was making 27 cents per book. Okay, I spent $3,500 making 27 cent profit. It's a lot of books to recover that. And the print books, when you print a book, you get, 30, you get up to 70% of the profit after the cost of the printing. Okay, so your book costs $8 to buy, costs $5 to make, and you're getting 70 cents 70% of the $3 profit. So it's not a lot of money. Yeah. It's so hard to hear all of that. But I was like, oh, I'm going to make 70%. I'm going to da 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 da. And then I was like, why is it such a small number? <laughs> why is it so small? Um, but when we write a book, you're a coach. Somebody should read your book. Somebody should learn from your book. And then some of your readers will say, I want more. I want to work with her. Or somebody's going to read your book and say, I want her to speak at my conference. Or I want her to hire her to do a workshop for my corporation or whatever. That, that's where authors make money with a capital M. Um, so there are, and, and hybrid publishing has a cost because you're still paying for what, if I, if I had to do it over again, cause I was offered, you know, for, I think it was a $4,000 publishing package. If I paid someone to do the cover and do all the stuff for me, I would have paid $5,000. I was like, I'm going to save money. I spent four months of my life and $3,500. <laughs> Just say what I ended up saving like $500, but I spent four months of my life to save that much money. So it's absolute self-publishing is absolutely a good idea. If you think you've got a lot of books in you, that's a great choice, right? Um, because once you figure it out, then you can keep replicating it. Um, right. If you don't have a lot of time, this is why people turn to hybrid publishers and like, I don't want to learn how to do this. I want you to do it for me. Right, Here. right. Um, and so, so those are the choices. Every single one of them is a good choice depending on what your objectives are. And every single one of them is like, no, that may not be the right choice depending on your time, your money, the right. audience you're trying to reach and so on. Um, so that's, those are the different choices for for getting a book into the hands of the people who need it. But, and that for me, that's our main focus is like helping people get the book to the people who need it. This is why I like it to look good, right? If you, you can look at a book and be like, I think somebody made that themselves. Then they're, they're not, I mean, I love the projects that my daughter does at school, right? I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. It's lovely. But if you're looking at a book on a bookshelf, like a parent, you're not going to pick up that book as, as somebody who's going to learn from that book. Um, and so that's just, and it's such a, it's such a hard thing to put your finger on, but once it's done, you can tell, right? Every, every piece, the cover, the manuscript, all of it. Um, so those, those are the, the first publishing choices. And then depending on which 
path someone goes down, then there's lots of more choices. I started to make a flow chart for, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like here's your first three choices. And if you go this way and you've choos- chosen this, well, like traditional publisher, well, then you need to get an agent. How do you get an agent? You do it this way and then you do it, you know, and if you don't get an agent, you want to go straight to the publisher. How do you do it? It's, it's mind numbing. Um, and I'm not techie enough to like do it on the computer. So it's still just on a piece of paper. Um, but publishing is just full of choices, tons and tons of choices. So um, you and I talked about the idea of using Publishizer, which is this cool tool, but it looks like it's not working for you to like kickstart and get some money. Well, what Publishizer said was that they were, they were taking a break until the fall. So they okay. weren't taking any um, new authors for, huh. for publishing until okay. the fall. So until September, somewhere there. Yeah, okay. I don't want to wait that long. Yeah, no, and, and that's it. That's the other thing I was like timeline. Like I have a book, I want it out. I want it out in the world, in the hands of people. I don't want to wait two years for some company to, to get their act together and make me a priority. So um, as always, um, after we stop recording this, know that you can reach out to me and we can talk more choices and ideas. Um, and I think you know that you don't have to be a client of mine to, to get the support. I'm happy to share what I've been learning. Um, what else do you wanna say just before we wrap up? Cause I do try to keep these sort of short. What do you wanna um, share about if, if you were speaking to a woman who also like you had something she wanted to share, what advice or support would you give her about her writing journey? The book that I'm I'm coming out with is called An Introduction to Freedom, right? And I'm gonna tie the the response to your question in with um, the title of the book. What I've come across personally is imposter syndrome, feeling like um, I don't have authority to to speak on a matter or I am not a Oprah, so to speak. (laughs) So no one knows me as anyone who has something to say or have value to add to anything. But if you think about anyone at all, they all started somewhere, right? They all started somewhere. And at some point in time, they probably had the same thoughts you had. And just know that your life is a service. Each of our lives is a service. So we're supposed to live and express that service in our daily activities so that it can be beneficial to someone else. And essentially, that's what I want to do. I want my life to be service to others and I, and I feel like if the part of my book is designed to help people to understand that as well to help people to understand that all the struggles they've been through all the things that they didn't think were okay about themselves that was a lesson to teach them so that they can teach someone else which is what my book is doing right it's going to show you that what you've been through is not so bad and there's nothing wrong with you 
flaws and all, in your eyes, you lose every eyes, you're absolutely perfect and you're here for a purpose and that purpose that you're here for, you are perfect for that purpose. So your journey, your struggle, your trials, whatever you went through, it's for your story. And that story is going to help transform someone else's lives. No matter who you are, you have a purpose, you have a story, you have an influence, and you're valuable. What you have to say has value. <sighs> that is, it's the most common thing that comes up in these conversations. The, the, the story in our own heads that holds us back. And so every single time I hear another author speak on this, I don't think there's ever going to be too much, like too much, too many reminders because it's such a common thing that that's keeping so many people holding them back, keeping them quiet. And I love every single opportunity and, and every single author here is like, yes, this, say what you have to say. Um, yes, it's scary. Yes, there's struggle. Um, so that's okay. We live in a world with life and sounds and things happen. It's totally good. Um, so yeah, I think this space and the reason this is called the story behind the story is because we don't know. We look at you know, Oprah, we don't like, we don't know what's going on for her. We don't know the story behind the story. We just see what we see. Um, but when we get to hear from other authors who are doing what we want to do or in places that we want to be, then we're like, oh, my struggle. I'm not the only one. There's not something wrong with me because I wonder if I have value. There's something human about me because I wonder if I have value and if I have something to say. So I love it. I appreciate it. Um, this podcast is coming out in correlation with your pre-order, correct? Okay. Yeah. So um, we will make sure to have links attached. Um, you can reach out to Sharika and learn more about the work that she does, learn more about her books and her epic world-changing best-selling status soon coming um, all in the show notes you can always reach out to me and the team at red thread publishing with questions about writing or publishing or book marketing this is becoming our thing so as always thank you so much for tuning in sharika i love connecting with you um, and i look forward to future conversations myself it's always a pleasure Sarah. thank you thanks bye bye